Blog Talk Radio. When I would do good, evil is always present with me. Oh, wretched man that I am, who will free me from this body of death? Thanks be to God and Christ Jesus. I'm ready for the fight of my life. Start the record. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Gregory Turner. And I'm your co-host, Brian J. Henderson. Brian, she's back with us. Yes, sir. Yeah, we're going to have a wonderful time tonight, too. Absolutely. We always do. (laughs) Yes, we do. We do. And this time, Brian, we have a lot of people from Facebook following following our, our guest tonight. I received some emails, some really, really nice things. They said a lot of nice things about her, and and uh, they want to know about the new book that's coming out. So I told them, tune in tonight. We're going to talk about that a little bit, and we're also going to talk about some of the things that our guest um, uh, is doing. So we're, we're excited. We're excited to have her back. She blessed us the last time, and I'm sure she's going to say something to bless somebody else out there that really needs to hear it. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, before we... Um, introduce our guests. I want to remind people about the plight in Haiti. You know, the cameras are gone, many of the film crews and a lot of the help, they've all gone back to their respective homes, countries, you know, cities and towns. But yet there is still people in Haiti that are hungry, that are thirsty, that don't have homes, don't have food. You know, remember them in your prayers. Remember them in, you know, when you get ready to do your finances. You know, I I give, and Greg, I know he gives, and I know quite a few people who still remember Haiti, and we don't want you all to forget that they still need our help. You know, the people talk about, oh, there's, you know, there's been $20 million sent over there, and yet we forget that, you know, in the United States we built $500 million high schools. You know, and so, you know, $20 million is literally nothing. You know, so we want you to remember Haiti. Remember that they still need our help. They still need our prayers. They still need our our finances, our love. But, yeah, Greg, we got a great show tonight. You know, I'm excited. We have best-selling author, certified life coach, motivational speaker. She does just about everything, Miss Paulette Harper. And I want to bring her in by reading a little something about her. It says, Paulette's desire is to to motivate women to reach their God-given potential through conferences, workshops, seminars, combining enthusiasm with an energetic speaking style. Audiences describe Paulette's presentation as inspiring, enriching, and encouraging. She is committed to speaking a message that is always uplifting, and edifying, and I can tell you firsthand from the last time that she joined us that that is a definite, true statement. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome yes. to the Abundant Solutions Hour again, Miss Paulette Harper. Well, hello there. Hello. Hello again. How are you? Hello again. I am wonderful. How are you two doing? Thank you for having me again. Yeah, our thank pleasure, you so much our for pleasure. Back on the show. Yeah, it is our pleasure. We we I mean, we enjoy having you on the show and I'm sure 
you'll come back on and, and uh, motivate and inspire others to do uh, what God has created them to be and do. So we're yeah. Excited. Wonderful. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, as we see, uh, everybody's on Facebook talking about your new book. Uh, tell us a little bit about the book first before we get into anything else, because we really, really want to push your book. Okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, my latest book, Completely Whole, was released on August the 3rd, and, of course, I'm excited about this particular book for many reasons, um, because it really is a book to help people live a healthier spiritual life, and that's really what it's about. I have such a passion and a desire to see people achieve and and be all that God wants them to be. And so with Completely Whole, it really is, um, I, I, I share a, a lot of powerful prayers in this book, a lot of scriptures, of course, and um, it really is a book that really teaches you how to fulfill your life and how to have a transform of uh, how your life can be transformed. And God uses different ways to bring transformation to us. And some, sometimes the, that transformation is painful. And sometimes it is very difficult um, for us to even grasp how we can come into a, a place of complete, uh, com- having a complete life in Him, but we can. And so in Completely Whole, I deal with the, 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 the mind, the body, and the spirit, the, the triune man, and how God's desire is for us to um, be complete in our minds, have a complete, uh, in, be completely whole in our spirit and in our, in our bodies. And so it really is a book that really will bring people into an awareness so that they can see exactly where they are. And um, and what I like about this particular book is after each chapter, there is a prayer, um, a prayer to reaffirm what they what they read in the chapter, and then there's also a um, a a prayer, uh, not only just a prayer affirmation, but there all it's all it's also a um, uh, a statement of comfort, uh, confirmation too, as they've gone through and read after each chapter. So it really is um, a book to really transform the lives of people, and, and so that they can see where they really are. And uh, it's a guide to lead them to a healthier spiritual life. Awesome, mm. awesome. That is awesome. Very good, very good. I, I like the the affirming prayer and the confirmation after each chapter. That. I've I've never heard of that before, so that that's intriguing. You know, the fact that you confirm it after you've given them the information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is um, because once they they read it, you have to apply what I mean. When you read the scriptures, you have to. It's one thing to get a revelation from God, but really the it, the fruit comes when you apply it. It's the application that you receive. And so that really, that's the, the premises of the prayer, so that people can really uh, pray it in sincerity because it's, I didn't want the chapters just to, for people just to read and say, oh, yeah, this is, you know, I just read a real good chapter. But no, the prayer really brings the people to a realization that, you know what, this is serious. Then once you start praying this, 
um, it really takes root in you because you're praying exactly what you've just written, and re- it reaffirms and builds more of a foundation in and takes root in your spirit that, you know what, I'm complete in this area, or I need help in this area, or God has showed me that I haven't mastered this. And that's really what it is. It's a mirror that people can look into and judge themselves and see what areas they need to be completely whole in. Mm-hmm. That's an awesome title, too, Completely Whole. Yeah. I'm sorry? No. I said that's an awesome title, uh, Completely Whole. And when, when, I, when, I, when I saw that, Completely Whole, and, and what you stand for in helping people be um, – what God created them to be. And the only way that you can do that, I guess, is that you would have to uh, not be afraid and step out and just trust and have faith in God that you are doing exactly what he wants you to do. And I guess, to me, when I see completely whole is I'm living my purpose. I'm living mm. my purpose that God gave me. So that's that's what I get from that title. Uh, where did you come up with that? Was that something that was... You know, the guy just dropped in your lap or it was something that you um, used, um, some examples or something based on your own life to come up with that? It was actually twofold. Um, One, yeah, God did drop that in my spirit. And uh, it really came um, from the tale of my first book, the tale in my first book, which is um, that was in this now, this broken belt and restored. And so um, I had to come to a, a, a place where God had to restore me in a lot of areas in my own personal life. And so um, completely whole is me uh, giving my affirmation that God has done a complete work in my life, not that I've arrived and, and not that I'm perfect by any means, but there um, were, was areas in my life that God did bring wholeness to me. And it's the, the desire of God that all of us walk in, in wholeness. And it's a process that we all have to go through. And so um, I can only write about what I've lived, and I can only attest to what I've experienced. And that's what I write about in my book. And so I give, you know, some of my own personal examples of how God brought, you know, me wholeness in certain areas in my life. And um, and that's what I want to convey to the readers, that God's desire is for us to walk in wholeness, whether it's, you know, in our finances or it's with one another, that we're, we're walking that love walk with one another. It's in the area of unforgiveness. It's in the area of being bitter. It's in the area of faith. Um, I mean, I try to cover a whole lot of areas that we fall short in so that when people read it, they can look at it and they can identify and say, okay, this is the area that I really need help in. What helped me be complete in this area? Now, let me ask a question. Why do you believe that many people have not become completely whole? Um, you know what, there can be many reasons people don't. Um, some of the things that I, I talk about in my book is um, one of the chapters that I deal with is forgiveness. And I think a lot of people have a problem with forgiving one another. 
in even forgiving themselves of things that they've done. And so um, I talk about this. I talk about how forgiveness is such a, a block. It's a, it's a hindrance, I to say. It's an obstacle that, for, you know, prohibits us from um, walking a path of wholeness. It could be any obstacle that we face that can uh, prohibit us from walking in the fullness that God wants us to. Um, it could be an offense that someone has done. It could be not really dealing with our past experiences. You know, it could be so many things. Um, one uh, one chapter that I, I talk about in my book is, uh, Lord, I will not look back. It could be the syndrome of always looking back in the mirror and seeing how things used to be instead of allowing um, those bad experiences to really motivate and push us and thrust us forward. So, you know, I mean, people have to, people know where they are, you know, spiritually. They know what areas that um, they really need help in and really need to master. And so I tried to cover as much as I could in my in, in this book so that people can look in it and they can find themselves in it. So, you know what, it can be so many different reasons why people don't want to walk in, in, in wholeness. And it's a choice. It really is a choice. Um, a lot of times we hold on to um, to things in our lives that is real comfortable for us, where, where God is saying you need to cut that off, but we're saying, no, we're comfortable with it. We're comfortable staying right where we are, and God is saying, no, you need to cut it off. And so until we um, submit and come to the realization that, you know what, I need to let this go, we're not going to come into the fullness. We're not going to come into that whole being that God has purpose for us until we want to submit to him and we're obedient to what he tells us to do. Mm. You know, it's so it's so funny that you mentioned uh, forgiving and comfortable. You know, when you said that, I, I look at a lot of people, and I'm sure you'll agree that, some of us that have gone through the fire and we're we just get comfortable with conflict, we get comfortable with failure, we get comfortable with getting knocked down to the point that if it's not happening, we think something is wrong. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? I do. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I I think that that's a sad place um for us to be in. I know um when when God spoke to, to Abraham in, in Genesis chapter 12, he told him to get, you know, away from his family, get away from the people and the surroundings that he was comfortable in because we can be complacent. We can stay in a place so long and God tells us to move, but one, we don't or haven't learned how to trust God because we're comfortable right where we are because we know what's going to happen. We know how the day going to be. We know what's coming. And what's, you know, we, hope, we, we know how to respond. But when God pushes us and tells us to get out of that comfort zone, that's where faith and trust takes a, a vital uh, role, a, a vital place in our lives. And so a person has to get to a point where when God tells us and nudges us and 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 pries us to move out of that comfort place it really is uh for our for our good and um there's a chapter that I talk about lord you know what is best for me mm. and knowing that god knows 
my makeup, my temperament. He knows my character, my personality. He knows all about Paulette. He knows what I'm comfortable with, what I'm uncomfortable with. But I have to come to a, a, a place in my walk with Christ that no matter what God has allowed me to go through, he knows what is best for me. Even if what I'm going through is so painful and, and, and it hurts, me to get out of this comfort place, Lord, you know what is best for me. And so um, I think we, we can get comfortable, but I also know that we can't, we can't grow being comfortable right where we are. We always have to be people of God that we, we want to always strive and grow and constantly pursuing and, um, you know, wanting to be better and do better. And that can only be by you know, when we submit to him and allow him to move us to those places that um, and get us out of that place of being comfortable. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes, that's so true. You know, I was just thinking about how when people, you know, and Greg, you made an excellent point, how people just get used to things going wrong, that when something goes Mm. right, they they become afraid. Mm. And I was just thinking about how... um, even in the news, you know, we have, you know, we see how people that were doing so bad and then, you know, something good comes along and, you know, then they can't live with themselves. You know, um I, my question though was how do you think people will respond to this statement? And I I'm going to ask you to respond to it first. I can't overcome. Well, I think that's a lie from the pit of hell. You know, just being totally frank with you, because God said that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And if, if, and I, I'm a strong believer that God will never put more on you that He knows you're. You, you you can't achieve because that that would be saying that God is not a fair God, God is not a just God. God gives each and every one of us the ability to overcome, the ability to press through, the ability to live a victorious life, and we can do that and we can attain that by the Word of God and by applying, you know, His Word to our very own lives. And I think that it's it's a I think it's a cop-out when people say, oh, I can't get over that. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You know, that would be like me saying that, um, that y'all, you just know how I am. If if I'm a certain way and, and my response to you is, oh, well, that's just me. No, you need to change. You know, you need to change. And, and you shouldn't want that for your life. You should want something better for you. And so I think that everybody has the ability to um, to be all that God has for them, and I think that the enemy places um, stipulations and limits on us, and we sometimes fall into that because we get comfortable, because it requires us to change. When we're faced with an issue, if I have a problem with anger, and I'm just constantly blowing off, you know, and somebody, and I know it, and all I can say is, well, you know, that's just me. No, you know what? I should be tired of being like that. 
I should want peace. I should want to live in harmony with my brothers and my sisters in Christ. And so I think that people have the ability to, to be better than, you know, um, where they are, and I think that if people say that they can't, I, I really believe that it's just a cop-out because God gives us the ability to um, live that, to live right and, and live a victorious life, and we can only do that by the power of the Holy Spirit. Awesome. That's right. and, and the reason I ask that question is because I was actually posed with that when uh, talking with a group of, of actually some young kids. And they said, well, what if I can't do it? Mm. You know, and, and it sounded just like somebody saying, I can't become completely whole because I've had this happen in my life or I've had that in, happen in my life or, you know, there's something about me that that's just how I am. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you gave the, the perfect answer because you hear people say that all the time as if they can't change themselves. Uh-huh. You know, and uh-huh. the first thing that they'll say is, "Well, you're just gonna have to deal with it because that's just the way I am." Right. You know? Right. And that's the way of when, them justifying their, you know, whatever they're doing. Yeah, and I, I totally agree with you. And and that's really taking the power out of the Holy Spirit's um, position. I mean, that's taking the power out of the Word of God. Um, and that's not allowing God's word and the spirit of God to just really uh, transform you into his image. And so if we, you know, just tell people that, you know, that's just how I am, um, what we're basically saying is I don't want to change. I want you to accept me the way that I am, and I don't want to change, even though Christ paid such a price to transform our lives. I mean, if he says, be ye renewed by the renewing of your mind, if he expects your mind to be renewed, he expects a change to come because when your mind is transformed, you're not thinking like that anymore. When your mind is really transformed according to the word of God, your whole attitude and concepts and precepts about life totally change because now you are... You, you, now you are walking in a newness of life, and my mindset now is a reflection from the Word of God. So I can't say, I can't say, I can't change. When I say that, that that's taking away the power of the Spirit of God working in me, because I can't change. It's a choice that I have to make. Now I can say, you know what? I know I can change, but I don't want to. And that's the bottom line with people. That's it. That's it. And, you know, now that you're talking about women and how you uh, want to motivate and inspire women, and, and I'm glad that Brian brought this up because there's a lot of women. We, view, we interview a lot of women all the time, more so than men. And uh-huh. a lot of them have been molested and raped and in bad uh, relationships. They've been uh, beaten and just bruised and just and to the point where they just want to give up. And, and a yeah. lot of them... Mm-hmm. There's, there's any hope of them ever being in love and finding their Adam, and just they just feel that. And I heard one lady say, "I was born to fight." It's just everything has been hard. Uh, as a child, it's been hard. As an adult, it's been hard. Uh-huh. When is my day gonna come? And uh-huh. the fact that you're motivating and inspiring women, uh, a lot of those women are listening right now, and they. 
and I think some of them want to hear what God has given you, and I'm pretty sure that you have some. I know it's something that you mm-hmm. have in you that they're listening to hear because, I mean, people were really, really interested and, and wanted to know what you had to say tonight. So, um, again, those people are listening, and whatever you have, just let it flow. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I'm going to read um, out of my book, and... Um, okay. The chapter that I'm going to read is entitled, um, Lord, Still I Rise. And when I wrote this particular chapter, um, I didn't know that uh, Maya Angelou had a poem called Still I Rise. Mm -hmm. And so um, this really is, um, it, it, even though a lot of what I write in this particular chapter some of these issues I had to deal with, and, and, and I have risen in those areas, and people can really find themselves, um, you know, probably in, in this particular chapter as well. But it's, it's entitled Still I Rise, and I actually come from Second um, uh, Corinthians chapter 11 where Paul um, talks about his hardship and how he was stoned and how he was beaten and, and how... Um, his pearls were against him, how bandits wouldn't get, you know, you know, his, his flight, his flight. And so um, when you read Second Corinthians, I don't want to read it that particular cha- uh, cha- uh, par- uh, the, the scripture because it's so long, but when you read it, um, I, I ask this question. I say, how do you see yourself? If all that you have encountered does not push, motivate, and drive you forward, you have failed your test. Your testimony may not be like Paul's, but you do have one. No one knows the magnitude of your pain and sorrow, but I'm convinced if you've measured it up to Paul, it wouldn't come close. However, only you and God knows your story. What is your story? I've been beaten, scorned, and battered because they have intimi- because they are intimidated. Still, I rise. I've been labeled as common and ordinary because you assume to know me. Still, I rise. You crush my spirit and break my heart. Still, I rise. Controlled by people. Still, I rise. Homeless and sleeping in parks or wherever I could find shelter. Still, I rise. Face death by gunfire, still I rise. Storm, rain, and floods, still I rise. In debt, in debt, discouraged and broke, still I rise. Adversities come to wipe me out, still I rise. Struggling with drugs and alcohol, still I rise. Accusation, vocal assaults, still I rise. The enemy has set traps to trip me up, still I rise. Mountains, hurdles, obstacles stand in my way. Still, I rise. Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Still, I rise. Lost everything. Still, I rise. Catastrophes, testings, and trials come. Still, I rise. You can hate on me all you want. Still, I rise. Molested by my family. Still, I rise. In distress and perils on every side. Still, I rise. I'm not ignorant to the fact that these things occur, nor do I pretend like they 
have not affected me emotionally, mentally, or physically. To do this would be absurd. However, how I choose to handle these events in my life depends totally on me. How I overcome is determined by my approach, character, and my spirit. The same spirit that kept Paul rising in the midst of difficulty is the same spirit that is holding you up. The spirit of God is resistant to defeat and loss. When you rely on the spirit in you and you hold your ground in the midst of conflict, war, and hostility, God will sustain you even when it appears like you're weakening under the pressure. Do not panic. God will give you the power to stay calm in the days of adversity. Still, I rise. Wow. That is... <laughs> Was that... Uh, I, I, I just want to ask you... Um, uh, I, I'm kind of lost for words, but I want to. I want to know how... Was that painful for you to write that? No, it, it wasn't painful at all. Um, everything that um, everything in in that particular chapter, um, I, I I dealt with some of that, but not all of it. What I tried to do in that particular chapter, I tried to identify with people who was living this, because I know that there are people who have have been molested. I know that there are people who have lost everything. I know of people who have been homeless and sleeping in parks and, and on benches and didn't have nothing. And I, and I know people like this. I wanted people to, to find themselves in this. But the, the bottom line was still I'm able to rise. And we can rise because of Christ in us if we allow what has happened to us and in life to push us and drive us to a place that, you know what, God's word is true. And I can only get out of what I'm going through and and get to a place of wholeness when I talk about it's my attitude, you know, it, it's how I perceive. Because if I look at what someone has done to me and I'm just, I'm just bent on just, Stand there and being bitter and angry, I've given them the power over my life. And I don't want to have, I don't want to give that power to anybody. I want to walk in my power. I want to walk in the power that God has given me. And so when I let someone control my emotions and my feelings and dictate to me where I'm going to go and what I'm going to receive in life, I've given them the authority in my life. And I cannot give that to anybody. Only God has that kind of authority in my life. And so we can overcome these issues that we face, but it has to do with our approach and our and our character and my spirit. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it, it, it's a lot of people that have gone through some ugly things in their life. And let me ask you this. How much is all of the things that the people go through, how much of those things are really about them more so than being about others that are watching? It's, you know what? I think a lot of it is it's about um, somebody else. Mm-hmm. If, because I, I, I'm a firm believer that if God had not allowed me to go through everything that I've gone through to get to where I am, um, I didn't have a story to write. 
I have a, I had a story to write because of everything that I had gone through. And and I realized that it wasn't for me. Even though um I was I was you know, God brought wholeness and healing and deliverance to my life. It was really about me. I mean, it was really about God using me to help someone else. And so that's what ministry is about. It's about extending and giving of yourself and pouring out of yourself to help someone else. And so I think that if people would would just allow, you know, God to turn those um, those bitter waters sweet and allow him to transform them no matter what they've gone through, that they can have a ministry to help somebody else because they're not by themselves. There are other people that's going through the exact same thing or even worse um, situations uh, than them. And so I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful to God for him allowing me to go through everything that I had gone through, all the pain and the anguish. I'm so grateful to him because I see what he's done in my life. I see that I am, uh, that he's using my life as a, as an instrument to help and, and encourage and empower other women and let them know that, you know what, you can rise out of this, you can get out of this, and, and you can be so much better than what you are right now, and that's the, that's the, the desire of God. Now, I'm going to ask you a question that we asked you, of course, on the last show, but for the benefit of uh, the listeners who have not heard the last show, um, and I would still want them to go back and listen to it, of course, but the question is, what was your inspiration for writing? What, what made you become a writer? <laughs> uh, really, it was going through all the... Uh, all the anguish and, and literally going through that, that hard, unwanted divorce, going through all that pain and that sorrow. And I wanted my life, I wanted people to see that God had healed me and he had restored me. And I needed to share with people um, and give them insight on how he did it for me. Not necessarily that he would do it the same way for, you know, for them. But I needed to really testify to the great healing that God had accomplished in my life. And and my first book was really birthed out of pain. It was birthed out of my pain. And I am grateful to God for him allowing me to go through periods of wondering if I was even going to make it, if I was even going to come out of it, because I've seen God do some things in my life and be someone that I didn't know him to be before. So really the inspiration came from all that pain that I had, had gone through, but just really wanted to wanted people to see how God, what he had accomplished in my life. That is that is something that you're able to sit back and see the work that he's doing because most people when they sit back and they look at it, some of them won't even do that. They'll just complain and argue and not knowing that sometimes your purpose is in your pain. It'll make mm-hmm. you pull. It'll make mm-hmm. you pull. It'll get your attention. Mm-hmm. 
Sometimes that's the only way that he can get to us. And if you really look at the pain, there's a blessing in that pain. There's a blessing there. Uh, yeah. A lot of people look at Oprah Winfrey. This is her last year in her contract as, as far as having the Oprah Winfrey show or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was in her pain. It, it, it's, it's like the, the worst things that happened to her, God changed those things and he put her on another pedestal. And it's mm-hmm. like with anybody, if you look at anybody that's that's on television or any pastor or any anybody that's successful uh, as far as in business and anything, they have a story. It's in that mm-hmm. story. A lot of times our purpose is in our story. And mm-hmm. God will use us. And just like he used you, um, he, he, he knew that you would do it. He knew that you could handle it. He chose you for mm-hmm. that. And he knew mm-hmm. that you were going to carry it out because if he didn't, he would have gave it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that you're able to step back and say, you know what, I see what he's doing. That's a sign of maturity and growth in him, and it just shows that your relationship with him is better and stronger. And and that leads up to my question: What type of relationship should we have with him? What type of relationship should we have with Christ? Oh, my God, a a growing one, one that's full of passion, one that um, we should never be comfortable where we are in in Christ. We should always be striving to um, be more mature and be more Christ-like. And my relationship with him today of course, it's so much better than it was, you know, last year, two years ago, or, you know, or even last month. And that's because he has walked with me. And there's a development that all of us, we, we all have to measure our development in Christ. And and I realize that some people, you know, really excel and, and they really grow. And then some people are real, you know, uh, they don't grow as fast. But I really believe that as believers, our, our desire should always want to, to to grow and be more mature and be more Christ-like and to allow, um, to, to want to be the image of Christ. And so there there should always be a desire within all of us to, uh, to mature in the things of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would definitely agree with that. <laughs> you know, we were talking um we've been talking about women and the things that women have been going through. You know, let me ask you a question. You know, and I'm I'm sort of kind of throwing this question out there, but you know, there are men that have gone through these same things that mm-hmm. don't talk. They won't tell you they're going through them. You know, they they put on this facade as if they're so strong and manly and powerful, but yet they've gone through these same struggles and, you know, slowly it's eating away at them. You know, what would you say to men that are going through this same type of thing? Let the pride go. Because a lot of times men, um, I think that's the issue with men. Men are very prideful. Men don't think that they can you know, cry 
um, they have to be strong and they have to, this image that they're projecting that they're macho and this and that, you know, I think that is pride. I, I think um, God's healing comes when we can identify our weaknesses, when we can say, I have this issue and I want to be free in it, you know. And um, and I think that once we, once men let, um, you know, what other people, their perception of what, you know, how people perceive them, let that go, get free from people, I think that they can, uh, they can get whole in those issues too. Because I know that, like you said, women are not the only one. Men, you know, go through uh, where they've been rejected or, um, you know, they've been assaulted. Whatever the case may be, they've been hurt, they've heart been, you know, they've heart, their heart has been broken, you know, by women too. Um, but I also know that there has to be, um, they have to let that, that, that pride go and allow God to really mend and bring, uh, healing to them in whatever areas, um, that they, you know, may need healing in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I... And, I tell you... Go ahead. Go ahead, Brian. Go ahead, Greg. Go ahead, Greg. No. I, I, I was just going to say that it, it's just amazing that what people go through and if they're missing it. I, I think a lot of times people, they really miss the message. Uh, when we go in something and we come out of it, um. we really understand that you can help somebody else. You see them uh. want to do that. Reach out to that mm-hmm. person to help that person. And don't keep your blessing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is, you know, the Lord, he'll, he'll take us through some things. He's teaching us and molding us. And when we come out of it, we're so glad to be out of it. Ooh, I don't mm-hmm. want to go into that again. <laughs> yeah, and then we don't want to tell anybody about it. Yeah. And we say to ourselves, and the, the next person that's going through it, you're embarrassed because you've went through it. And you feel mm-hmm. that, you know, somehow it's going to show a sign of weakness to you that you went through something like that. Or, mm-hmm. you know, that person will think differently about you. And that's really not the case. That person needs help. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm just so glad that you're reaching out and helping others. And it's it's just really important for, like, what you're doing with reaching out to women. I really mm-hmm. do believe that women should reach out to women and men should reach out to men. I really do believe that. I really mm-hmm. believe that. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said today earlier, a lot of people are following you, and a lot of them are younger women. Mm-hmm. You just never know who's watching. You never know who's following you. You never know who's listening to you. Yes. Yeah, this is, yeah. This, so, this is all true. Yes. And so <laughs> what what is your message to the younger women that that are trying to pick themselves back up and get back on track? Well, my message to them is that they can do that. They can get back on track. And um, the thing about it is is that they um, can't erase the, you know, can't fix the past, but they surely can do something about their future. And that brush themselves off, get them back up there, and forgive yourself and move forward. Because God's already forgiven you and let the person go and just 
you know, fulfill what you believe God has, you know, fulfill the purpose in which you have, um, you believe God has called you into. So they can, they can make it. They really can make it. And uh, it's really about just uh, pressing through and doing what they believe that they are, are created to do. I agree. I agree. Because the, 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 our past, um, when we're constantly looking back, um, the enemy loves that. The enemy loves us to stay in the past. He li- he loves us to, to be, uh, you know, not productive in the kingdom of God. And that's one way he uses, he uses our past to keep us hindered and keep us uh, trapped. And so... Once we, that's why Paul says, forget about the past. You know, press forward. Keep pressing through. Even if, you know, you're pressing through and you slip and you fall, get back up, get back up again and, and keep walking because um, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is, that Paul, well, I tell you, he said some stuff. He's a great example. He's a great example. Yes, he is. And another great example, too, we have a lot of jobs out there in the world that that everybody's not giving up. Everybody's not throwing in the towel. We have a lot of strong people that are going through. And I think what a lot of us do, we look at people that are going through and we judge them by the things that they're going through. And we're thinking, oh, they must be living a bad life because they're going through. Mm-hmm. So you, mm-hmm. keep, you keep breathing. It's coming. <laughs> Your day is yeah. coming. Uh-huh. You're absolutely right. And and how do we prepare for that? How do how, how do, do we, we prepare for, how do yeah how do we prepare when life knocks at our door? May it be uh, you know be, it may be the phone call late at night, or it may uh, be uh, the pink slip, or it may be um, just just uh, the wife walking out or the husband walking uh, out. It just it could be anything. How do we prepare? when life is knocking at our door and uh, and demanding us to respond? Mm. Oh, my God. You know, you can only, I don't even know if if there's any preparation for that. You know what I'm saying? I I don't even know if you can prepare for your your spouse to leave you um, or or death, you know, that has happened or your job has you know, has ended. I I I think that when life um, deals you blows that are so unexpected, I think all you can do is take one day at a t- one day at a time. I think that all you can really do is trust God and believe Him that He's going to walk with you. That better days are ahead. That um, you know, all things are going to work together for my good. I think your confession and your faith have to kick in more stronger. Um, I really believe that. Um, I, I just really believe that God um, gives us grace to be able to deal with those things that come our way, that things that we have not, um, you know, put in our plan that this was going to happen. Because God knows everything that is going to present itself to us. Yeah. He knows everything because he's he's God Almighty. He's in control. And if I know that God is in control and he knows he knows my beginning from my end, he's you know, he's the Alpha and Omega, he knows exactly what is coming my way. Everything that that we face in life 
have to first get the approval of God. That's right. And so once he gets the approval of God and he allows it to come, just like in Job, just like the enemy went to God and said, can I do this to, to Job? And, and God says, yes, you can do all these things, but you can't destroy his life. There is a limit to what the enemy can do to us. So when God allows things to happen to us, unpleasant as things can be, when he allows those things to happen, we have to trust that he's going to give us the the ability and the grace to get through them because he would never give us something that he knows we're going to fail at because he would be an unjust God. We don't serve a God like that. He knows exactly how much I can take, how much I can bear, and he knows my breaking point. And even though we know how much, we we think we know how much we can handle, but God knows the breaking point, and God will continue to allow things to happen in us to show us really how strong we are in him. Mm -hmm. That's so true. Yes, yes. So true. You know, I was I, I was thinking about how, you know, you have so many people that are so close to, you know, to getting over that hump. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they don't know how to take the first step. You know, what would you what would you offer to somebody who who is trying to get through, who's trying to get out, who's trying to make it? But they don't know which way, or they don't know how to take the first step, or they don't know what the first step is. You know, what would be your first step if you were in that situation? Well, you know what? I, I, I've been in 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 many situations, and I can I can kind of go back to um, how this all all started with me, uh, with my divorce and going through that. Um, at that particular time in my life, I had no clue as to where I was going. I was married to a pastor. And um, and so at that particular time, I had to find my own. I had to find another church, another family, and all of that. And so, um, <laughs> you know, you have to learn how to just, Somehow pick up the pieces of your life with the grace of God and walk with him and trust that, you know what, God, you see where I am. And he's going to, and I know this for a fact, he will put the right people in your life at the right time. And those people can help you. Those people can, can you know, um encourage you and so because I've lived and I've been through you know been in those places where I didn't know what to do but I knew God I knew that God was going to he was not going to leave me alone I knew he was walking with me and so um it really is a a a walk of faith it really is a walk of faith and so I just I encourage people um, that find themselves in, in places uh, right now, those unfamiliar, unchartered 
territory, those uncharted waters, places that they've never been before. I know that God can, if he carried me through those places, I know that God is going to carry them too and bring them to a place uh, that their lives will be enriched and their lives will be whole again. That's, and that's so true. I, I, I think the, the people that are listening, they can they can really um, hear your passion for helping others, and I, I just think that's a beautiful thing because we have so many people that don't do that, and it's just so important that we share uh-huh. to be transparent like you are tonight. Being transparent uh-huh. is really, really important, and being able to forgive is such a beautiful tool that we have that we don't use because we, I think we allow... Uh, society to dictate what we do and what we shouldn't do, and it's just mm-hmm. sad. Really quick, um, we want to know what's up next for you, and what are you doing, and how can we get your book, and just tell us anything that you have planned coming up that you want us to attend. Okay, wonderful. Well, uh, with Completely Whole, I am doing my book launch Um a couple of things happened to me, wonderful things, since I talked to you guys last. Uh, I've gotten married. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> How are you going to talk about us at the end of the show? <laughs> um, hey. <laughs> no, wonder, no wonder when I said about the Adam, she started giggling when I was talking about that earlier. Yeah. I'm thinking like, wow, she waited till the end of the show. That was very tactful. See, that's that's part of being completely whole. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. Yes, I've gotten married, and so um, my book release actually will be in Florida. I'm I'm by coastal right now. I live in California, but. My uh, my my church home and my husband actually is in Florida, and uh, my release party is going to be at my church home in Florida at Word of Faith Worship Center in Bradenton, Florida. My husband, who is my pastor, is Tony E. Johnson. So that book release is going to be on Friday night, September the 24th, at Word of Faith Worship Center, and people can actually go to my website and order copies of That Was In, uh, I mean, sorry, of Completely Whole, and That Was In This Now is also on my website. But people can go to my website and order copies of Completely Whole, and when they order a copy, I also have a uh, workbook that they can download to assist them as they walk this life toward complete wholeness. So my website is www.pauletteharper.com. And what about um, speaking engagements? Are you available? Are you going to take those if people want you to come in and speak? Yeah, yes, I'm available um, to speak. And um, I do have, um, what I've been doing actually is I've been doing a lot of local uh, book signings here in my area. I live in, um, in northern California, close by San Francisco. Bay Area, so I've been doing quite a few um, local book signings out here, and uh, I, I'm always open to doing some speaking engagements. I do coaching. I'm a life coach now, 
so I do writing. Um, I'm a writing facilitator, and and so yeah, I'm I'm available for all that. And they actually, when they go to my website, I have a link um, that talks about um, my literary workshops that I do. I love to do that. I love to help other aspiring writers and authors try to get their books published. So that's on my website as well. So there's quite a bit of information. My events are located on my website, so they can find out where I am and what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Well, i tell you what, I think I saw you on a magazine with, uh, what is it? Yes, yes. I was on the front cover of uh, – you were in there too. <laughs> yeah, well, you mean, you were in there too. <laughs> and and Brian was supposed to be in there. Oh, oh, what happened? From I didn't in on, on time. I procrastinated <laughs> a little bit. Oh but wait a minute! I think we talked about your procrastination the last time I was on the show, didn't it? It was your book you supposed to have been doing, right? I'm still Uh-oh. working on it. I'm still. Working. Uh, I have gotten a hot, whole lot further though. Okay, okay. Yes, I was on the front cover of that magazine. I was so, and I still am so pumped about uh, Sherelle picking me for that. That was such an honor. Yes, yes, it was. When I saw it, um, I saw it on Facebook, and then I, I went to it, and Sherelle had called me and told me that you were going to be on, you were going to be on the front, and and then I got an email from you, and I'm like, okay, now this is just too. This is just too good to be true. Let me go ahead and get, get we got to get her back on the show, and, and it's just wonderful. We just really love having you on, and uh, you bl- you're blessing so many people. I, I, I tell you, I just truly believe that you said something tonight that's really going to help somebody somewhere that's listening. Well, praise God. I just give God all the glory in it. I really do because my life is not my own. That's right. It, that's belongs, right. it belongs to him. That's right. And and to your husband. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to my oh, husband. It's to my husband. <laughs> I I'm just I'm just I'm I'm laughing, I'm like, Brian, she got married on us. We didn't even know we didn't know anything. I had no clue. I didn't see it on the website either. You know, well, you know I, what, my it it's it says Paulette Harper Johnson on my Facebook page. Oh, on your it Facebook sure page. Ah. It sure does. Paulette Harper Johnson. Well, he's a he's a, a blessed. He, your Adam is blessed. He's truly. Blessed. <laughs> well, you know, I I just got married on June the seventh, so it's just been a, it's just been a few months. Well, hey, but you know what? I'm not going to get into to, to say too much. But what does it feel like having your Adam to to finally have your Adam? Because a lot of women want that. I mean, they really really want that. Yeah, they do, and I and I I talked to many women who have been been waiting, and so um, it's wonderful. It really is. Something you said earlier about um, women, what they go through, and, and what they're thinking about that they won't get married, and you know nobody wants them, and all those things. And and I used to think that, especially right after um, my divorce. The, you know, the enemy would plant that in my mind that nobody's going to want you and, you know, nobody's going to marry you and this and that. And so um, the Lord had, had had told me, had given this, this um, had, you know, spoke this to me that I would love again. Hmm. And so I'm living the word. I'm living the prophetic word that God has given me. And so I'm enjoying 
seeing the hand of God and seeing what he's done in my life. And I want, I want women to be encouraged by my life. I want them to see what God has done in me and to be a, an inspiration to them that they can have it too if they, you know, trust and believe God and allow him to just orchestrate their lives because we're all, you know, a harmony unto God. And, and so once we just let him do whatever it is he's going to do, he'll put our piece, he'll put the puzzle back together. He'll put the pieces in the right place. He'll connect us to the right people, and we'll be on purpose and, and doing and fulfilling the destiny in which he's called us to do. All right. Awesome. Amen. Thank you so much. Yes. Yes. With that being said, you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. We thank you for joining us tonight, and we thank you, Miss Harper, for joining us as well. We pray that you all will meet us back here again next Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern. Good evening. God bless you all, and good night. Thank you good so night. much. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Bye.